And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set Decree Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Webinster Nathan Jones. And we are transmitting live from the Aventura Hollandale Station. So we ask that you keep us in prayer for our technology and that everything will work without any problems. And of course, our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537. For those of you who would like to call them with your questions or your comments. And those of you that are watching us live via twitcasting.tv, twave.tv, as well as truthfm.tv. You can post your questions and your comments there on the screen for us. Well, today's subject matter will be that of God's mighty angels in the tribulation as we look at the book of Revelation. But before we continue the second segment of the program, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if you will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a glimpse into the future. In our future, Lord, will we know that though the world will experience a terrible tribulation ahead, that, Lord, it's so tiny in the time period compared to your victory, your kingdom, and the eternity with you. We praise you for it. We thank you for all who are listening in. And, Lord, we ask you to bless us with your presence and your understanding of your word. In your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Thank you. Again, you're tuning to the Truth to Sacred Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, to talk about God's mighty angels in the tribulation. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth to Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at CalvaryAventura.com on Facebook on JN832. I also want to invite those of you to find yourselves in the Aventura area to join us Sunday at 11 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. for our services. And, of course, for those of you that find yourselves in our area, Hollywood, and Aventura on Wednesday, where you can write to the truth will set you free. Again, Bible studies. We make our way to the book of Revelation, 730. We're located at 517 West Pembroke Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. So we hope to see you and be part of our services and Bible studies. And, of course, before we continue the second segment of our program, I want to welcome my guest, Nathan Jones from the Diamond Light Ministry. Nathan, it's great to have you in the second half of our program. Thank you, brother. It's been a fascinating discussion about the angels in Revelation. I, I taught Revelation a number of times, but I never focused on the angels before. And I'm so glad you picked this topic because I'm finding it fascinating. Well, Nathan, it is very exciting. And, and also, I thank you for bringing about so much wonderful information for our viewers and our listeners to take in as we grab the book of Revelation from a different perspective and see the wonderful work of God's mighty angel at work and also in our personal lives, right, Nate? Exactly. It's applicable to today, it's applicable tomorrow, and it's applicable to the future. So it's very important that we read it and not neglect the study of Revelation. Absolutely. And of course, Nathan, uh, before we start the second segment of our program again, would you briefly be able to share with us your contact information and maybe some resources for someone who's tuned in for the first time, and also as we're recording these programs, hopefully they can have that information for them for the future. Well, folks can find out about our ministry, Lamb and Lion Ministries, at our website, lamblion.com. There they can find uh, all sorts of articles and blogs and other information that will teach you Bible prophecy, including our television show, Christ in Prophecy. We also have an app, the Lamb and Lion app, which is available on Kindle, and iPhone 5, uh, excuse me, iPhone and Android and Windows 8 uh, phones. We have all four of those there. And uh, we also recommend, uh, we also have trips to Israel, if you want to sign up for the trip to Israel, social networks, uh, e-newsletters, brother, you name it. We want to get the gospel out in as many ways that we can 
help share the Bible with you. Just check us out, landline.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. And uh, you're right, Nathan. It's just so many wonderful opportunities so people will not have any excuse, right? Not to know Bible prophecy, but I'm a lion. Yeah, that's our purpose. We wanted to share the word. We wanted to help you grow in your knowledge of Jesus Christ and the relationship with Jesus Christ. It's very important. Uh, that's the purpose of our ministry. The knowledge of our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. But we believe that when people are excited about Jesus, they commit their lives to holy living, and they commit their lives to evangelism. And that is so important in this difficult day and age. That's a very good point, Nathan. And I want to thank you so much for sharing the contact information and the wonderful information. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but when I opened the program, you know I didn't call you my guest anymore, right? <laughs> well, I'm glad I've been promoted that. <laughs> The regular, right? <laughs> the regular Nathan Jones. <laughs> but thank you so much, Nathan, for that information. Again, we encourage those of you that are watching and listening, uh, take part of these wonderful opportunities with Lamb and Light, and also a lot of more exciting things coming with this wonderful ministry. So we thank the Lord for you, Nathan. And Nathan, of course, as we have been talking about the, uh, God's mighty angels, you also share with us in our first segment of the program, that there's a warfare, there's a battle going on all around us that we can't see. Can you talk to us a little bit about that again? Well, behind all of human government, there are angelic forces at work, the forces of God versus the forces of Satan. And Satan that knows his time is short, he's trying to spend it, trying to pull as many people away from God as possible, to distract them, confuse them, or operate turn them to enemies of God. And in Revelation, we see the veil uh, that separates between uh, humanity and angelic forces pull back. We get to see what's going on in the world, specifically during this time period called the Tribulation. Seven years where God will pour out His judgments on the earth uh, to the point where Jesus has to come back Himself and defeat evil, otherwise there wouldn't be really much of an earth left. Wow, that's amazing. And of course, Nathan, as we look at this incredible battle that is going out in the heavens and also even in the, our present lives, we know there's a fight between good and evil. The enemy constantly trying to distract us, pulling people uh, away from God. But nevertheless, we find that there's more on our side than the enemy's side, right? So that's, that's encouraging. Well, we'll find out later in Revelation that only a third of the angels um, followed Satan and were struck down with him. So two-thirds of the angelic forces remain loyal to Jesus Christ. And even if there were all the angels turned against Jesus Christ, none of them are as powerful as God. They could all work together against them and still lose. So no matter what, if you've accepted Jesus as Savior, you're on the winning side. Praise the Lord. And you know, that's more exciting than Tim Tebow being signed on to the Eagles, okay? So we're... <laughs> <laughs> I was rather excited about that. I was in Philly many years, but I'm glad to see Tim Tebow back, back and playing again and a lot of people hate him for that, but uh, they shouldn't, because uh, that's those Christians we need to share our faith. That's right. I'm excited. So that was a plug there for you, Tim Tebow, from Nathan and I. So <laughs> <laughs> what are we expecting? Autograph jersey? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Nathan, we are on the winning side. You know, people get excited about football and about baseball and about winning teams. But you know what? At the end of the day, you and I, we're on the real winning team, and that's Jesus Christ. And that's what we want people to be, right? Exactly. How do you want to live a life with all the trials and tribulations in the world, the sorrow, the heartache, the death, and not have the love of God guiding you in your life, giving you hope, and knowing that you have a future with Him forever? When we read through Revelation, we see the destruction that's coming to the earth. Again, how could we want to live through it? We think that we'll live on our own, but during the tribulation, 
one world government, one world leader, the Antichrist, will force everybody to worship him. So you will end up, no matter what, having to make a choice for Jesus Christ or for Satan. There won't be a middle ground. So why wait then? Do it now. Amen. What a wonderful invitation already for those of you that are watching and are listening. We pray that you draw closer to the Lord as we look at this incredible topic. So Nathan, you've taken us through this uh, this opening of the seals and then this trumpet judgments uh, in Revelation chapter 8. And you took us through the beginning there. Can you recap for us the first uh, trumpet judgment before we continue on? Okay. Well, as we study the angels that are serving the Lord... We have read about the 21 judgments, 7 seal judgments, 7 trumpet judgments, and 7 bowl judgments. We have now got to the trumpet judgments. And the trumpet judgments mean that they are judgments of God upon the earth that are initiated by 7 angels that he's assigned to do this. And each angel will blow a trumpet before they enact God's judgment upon the earth. So the wrath of God upon the earth through 7 angels. The first angel, when he sounded his trumpet... Uh, a hailstorm mixed with fire and blood was thrown down to the earth. It burned up a third of the trees and all the green grass. So it was a tremendous attack against the ecology of the world that would, of course, affect uh, the economy of the world, the food market. Right. Second, we read about the second trumpet judgment where the Caesar struck where a giant mountain, burning mountain like a meteorite, crashes in the sea and it poisons a third of the seas of the world. It's a third of the living creatures in the seas die. And then the ships are destroyed as well. So now we've got the ecology of the ocean being attacked by God's judgment. Mm. Amazing. And Nathan, we also talked that we've had uh, spills, oil spills, Exxon, whatever the case might be, and it caused uh, some some damage. We saw a lot of animals dying and, and species, but nothing compared to what we're talking about here in the time of the tribulation. No, again, oil spills like that can give us an idea of what it might be like to to see the oceans poisoned and the animals die. But imagine a third of the seas becoming poisoned in the animals die. And that is a tremendous attack upon the earth, and it's a tremendous judgment of God that we must take seriously. And it proves, too, again, that we're not living in tribulation now, because nothing like this has happened or, or in history has happened. It's certainly not happening now. But, uh, again, God is going to turn up the heat so much on the earth, so to speak, so that people have to make a decision for Jesus Christ or not. Mm. So Nathan, this is, a, I mean, we see that it is the wrath of the Lamb. It is the wrath of God. He's trying to get people's attention. He wants to get them to repent, right, Nathan? He, he yeah, wants them to it. come to him because he loves people. Well said, well said, exactly. People think of the tribulation as, well, it is God's wrath upon evil. Evil cannot keep getting worse and worse. It gets to a point where God says, enough is enough, I'm going to deal with it. But, God's purpose isn't always to judge, but to bring about repentance. Absolutely. And we see millions and millions of people. In fact, the Bible says, multitudes from every nation, tongue, tribe, and people will give their heart to Jesus Christ during that time period. So, if it takes terrible disaster to do it, then the Lord's willing to go that far to make it happen. You know, Nathan, the Bible says that it's the grace of God that leads to salvation. And God is. He's still today pouring on His grave grace through Jesus Christ, but even even like that, people are still a little bit stubborn, right, Nathan, a little bit hard-headed, and sometimes it takes a little more uh, than that, because like, that's why in Jude says, some say even with fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect, yeah, we get so comfortable, we think that we're running our lives, you know, as I know, it's an illusion, we're not running our own lives, there's so many influences that affect us, 
And uh, it gets to the point where we can't run our own lives. We need God. We were created to have fellowship with God. Absolutely. If we're not living for the purpose we're created, we're not really living. And so God is going to finally come and say, enough's enough. I get in the world enough time. It's now time to judge evil and to bring about a great remnant of people who love me and want to live with me forever in heaven. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan. So now we get there to Revelation chapter 8, and we get to verse 10. And Nathan, would you be able to read there for us verses uh, uh, 10 to 11, as we see again these, these trumpet judgments? We're at the third trumpet judgment, and verse 10 says, Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Wow. But here again, like the second trumpet, we have something mighty falling out of the sky and crashing into the earth. It says it's like a star, like it's a comet or something smacking into the earth. So as the seas were struck in the second judgment, the third trumpet judgment, if the fresh waters, the rivers, the lakes, the springs are uh, affected by this wormwood. And wormwood means uh, bitter. And when it turns the water bitter, when bitter is poison. So now we have the fresh water poison as well, and it says here that many men will die from drinking that water. Wow. And you know, we think we have water pollution today, Nathan. I mean, people, people are very particular wherever they go. They got the little filtered water bottle, right? Well, I'm all for ecology in high school. I was part of the Students Against Pollution group, and I think we need to be good stewards of what we have. But it's kind of hard when you look and know that at some point, God himself is going to trash the earth and let man trash the earth so badly that we can recycle all we want, it's not going to make a difference. And at some point, even though clean water is great, God himself is going to judge the world by poisoning a third of the waters, and then we'll read later, eventually, all the waters. And you know, Nathan, when you really think about it, water is a very important thing in life, and we see how difficult life is going to be in the tribulation uh, for everyone because of course there's going to be millions upon millions of Christians that are going to be saved and many of them are going to have to survive right Nathan and, and um, hide in caves and all that and and uh, you know that's why we say to people man you don't you don't even have to go there if you come to the Lord now right Nate? Exactly it's a time period unlike any of human history it's called the time of Jacob's trouble in Jeremiah 37 it's called the wrath of God the purpose is, is God to pour his wrath upon the world. And when God gets angry, really angry, we see almost the total destruction of mankind. Mm. Amazing. So, Nathan, now we get there, of course, the third angel sounded. And now we, we, it even gets worse as we get to uh, verse uh, 12. Can you read that for us, the next one? Sure. The fourth trumpet, again, another angel. This is the fourth angel of the seven trumpet angels. And he blows his trumpet. Then a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, a third of the stars, so the third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise at the night. And I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. Wow. And in this, we're actually told about two angels, the trumpet judgment angel, the fourth one, and another angel who comes out crying out a message, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Mm. Nathan, you know, I, I, when I was thinking about this, uh, you know, the striking there of the sun and the, a third of the moon and a third of the stars and a third of them were darkened. And then, of course, 
uh, it's just an amazing thing because in Revelation chapter 6, again, uh, when, when all this disaster uh, began to happen, we also notice there regarding the moon and the stars uh, uh, in verse uh, 12, and also verse 13, excuse me, and the stars of heaven fell on the earth as a fig tree drops of its figs and it shaped. So this is a heavenly thing that's going on. What, what exactly is all this? Well, it seems to be that God darkens a third of the light. So picture your day turning into night like when the storms come and it gets real dark. And so God uh, basically shortens the day. He doesn't cut it down from 24 hours. He shortens the light of the day. Sure. I believe a lot of the reason for that is because of the dangers of, of mankind, the evil heart of mankind destroying each other. Again, remember the inhibitions of mankind are set free when the restraining influence is taken away. And mankind descends into anarchy. It's free to do whatever sin that they want to. And so God darkens the light and diminishes it so that it reduces the amount of destruction that mankind can do upon itself. So while the judgment upon mankind is also a mercy of God. Yes. Nathan, that, you know, we take so many things for granted. For instance, light, uh, the beautiful stars at night, right? The beautiful sunrise, the, uh, the sun sets. And, and here, it's almost like God is saying, you know, you're taking all of creation for granted. Now, watch this, right? Yeah. And it's a contrast, too, because when we read about the millennial kingdom, when Jesus Christ comes to the earth, it's the opposite. All of a sudden, we have two-thirds more brightness than we have now. So that the nightfall looks like dust, and the days are extra bright, and the whole world is filled with light and cheer. And what a contrast that is from the fourth trumpet, where a third of the light is taken away, and the earth is darkened, and the skies all look like dust all the time. Nathan, it's got to be a scary scene, because we've had a few power outs here in Florida due to tornadoes and hurricanes, and I think the most we went without light uh, was about a week or two. And uh, we, we see, again, it's a frightening thing, but can you imagine a third... Uh, and this is a worldwide thing that's happening. Oh, exactly. I, I spent uh, three months in Alaska during the summer, and we only got darkness for about three hours from midnight to like three in the morning. And I saw the sun go along the horizon back up again. But during the winter time, it's the opposite. They only get a few hours of light, even down in Juno. And can you imagine that being global, where you only get a few hours of light a day? Uh, what would that would do to people? Uh, it's depressing, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'd be in a rainstorm for days, but you know, you're just dying for some light. And so this uh, almost seems like an attack on mankind's psyche. You know, Nathan, and that's absolutely right because we notice also as we get into chapter nine, uh, other uh, catastrophes that are coming, but. Depression. Uh, I mean, I used to live in New Jersey for a while. I'm in Florida. I'm spoiled down here now. Because New Jersey is depression, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when the snow would come and the gloominess, right, Nathan? And it is um, depressing. I was born in New Jersey, so I can make fun of it. But yeah, pity anybody hasn't lived in New Jersey, right? No, you're right. And the winters are long. They, they get on you. In fact, in Alaska, during the dark months, um, Drunkenness and uh, right. spousal abuse is much on the rise. So also now we're blanketing the earth in darkness longer during the day. I believe that it affects people. It affects people's mood. It affects the depression. It affects the whole atmosphere. But the darkness also keeps people from uh, going out and committing as much crime and evil as they would if they had the sunlight available. But and as bad as that is, then we got the second angel that we read about who goes around the earth saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. The next three judgments are even worse. So we just been through four of the trumpet judgments, but the next three are supposed to even be far worse than those. 
amazing. And hopefully, Nathan will be able to get through those in, in another segment of our program. I know we don't, we don't have that much time on this one here. But, Nathan, mm-hmm. one of the things that, that we're noticing is, again, angels play a great part uh, in, 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 in our lives and also in everything that is, that is going on. And as you mentioned earlier, too, people need to uh, get out of their minds the Hollywood picture uh, of angels. Because we come to recognize that so many people have been influenced by Hollywood's uh, view. And it's not a biblical view. As a matter of fact, Nathan, I know you can't see this right now. Maybe I'll put it up to the screen. But someone left for me a cartoon of angels um, in my pulpit this Sunday. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kind of holding it up to the screen. And, I did. Uh, and, and then let me see if I can get a little, uh, bring it a little closer. And the thing is that the angels are always the same. Here I have this older guys with a little halo and wings, and uh, and, and and most people uh, when they when they think about angels, oftentimes it's this small, like you said, chubby kids with wings. <laughs> but that's not what, that's not what the Bible says, right, Nathan? No, these little fat baby cherubs with these cute little wings and bows and arrows with little hearts on them, or these blonde dudes with uh, curly gold hair walking around. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and uh, no, no, no. That's, you know, it's mankind's attempt to bring down to our level and understand the angels. But as we read in the last segment about the angels who, who hold the weather of the world, we read about the, the angels before seraphim, before the throne of God, covered in eyes, the different faces of different animals. We read about and angels that are acts of nature, angels that look like animals, angels that are, are giants. And we don't read about, you know, tiny little cutesy baby angels. We're talking about God's messengers, and these are mighty, powerful, incredible creatures. But they are God's servants. They are not heirs of Jesus Christ like humans are. So that, in a way, puts mankind actually above the angels. We're just waiting for our full redemption and that we are given our glorified bodies and don't come into the inheritance that Jesus promised. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. And you know, we, we need to recognize that, that one day we're going to have our glorified bodies, right, Nathan? And we believe that that is coming very soon. And our bodies are going to be much like the Lord, and we'll be able to supersede our angels. Right, right. Uh, you know, it's interesting, too, that Christ died for man. He did not die for the angels. Those third of the angels that followed Satan, there's no redemption for them. They're going to hell, and they all know it. But for mankind, Jesus died. So you got to wonder, you know, uh, how the angels fit in on, on that. Uh, they're more powerful than us. They get to see God. They, they're definitely uh, blessed by God. But uh, they are not redeemed by God. And they don't have the position that mankind will have once we get to heaven one day. And I think that's one of the reasons, if not the reason, that Satan hates humanity so much. He hates us with the power of a thousand burning suns. He despises humanity. And he wants us to all be punished and sent to hell. And uh, I don't know what the jealousy is uh, involved with Satan there. I'm sure he's power hungry, but right. maybe he's also upset that the Lord loves humanity so much and not not so much him, although I can't imagine. So it's, it's a very complicated situation that maybe we'll understand in heaven one day. Yes. But to summarize, mankind does have a position higher than the angels. And we just need to come into that position Eventually. You know, Nathan, I agree with you, and that's why I believe his hatred possibly could also be because of uh, lack of worship. As we know, he wants Satan wants to be worshipped, and that's why we, we are told not to worship angels, not to worship 
anything but to worship Jesus only. And in Matthew chapter 4, you remember that temptation, Nathan, when Satan tempted the Lord there when he was fasting for 40 days and the Satan came and offered him the world. And one of the stipulations was that if Jesus were to bow down to him, he would give him all, all these things. And Matthew 4, 9, and he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Right, Nate? That's a wonderful reference, exactly. The worship should be only to our, our Creator, our Father, and our Redeemer. It should not be to any of His creation. But haven't we, as humans, given our lives over, not only just the worship of angels, and some do, but the worship of materialism, the yes. worship of idols, the worship of self. And that is not what we were created for. We were created for fellowship with the Lord and worship with Him and His loving kindness to be upon us. And uh, we are broken, man, when we're outside of that relationship. Absolutely. Very well put, Nathan. And that's a great point. It's not just the worship of angels, but it's also materialism and even self. And ultimately, that's why we need to give our lives to Christ and, and serve Him only. So I really appreciate you sharing that, Nathan. And of course, Nathan, I know we only have about a minute left to the program, but maybe again, someone is watching or listening, and again, they have not stopped to consider a relationship with the Lord. Would you once again, Nathan, be able to give out an invitation for anyone there that would, love, would like to trust in Jesus today? Well, I would say that Jesus died for you. He died for you. Think about that. He died for somebody else. But the God of the universe gave his one and only son up for sacrifice for years since. But you have to accept that sacrifice. You have to pray in your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And that punishment that was meant for you goes upon Jesus Christ. And then you are healed. That You are given the name of Christ. You are brought before the Lord and you are heirs of Jesus Christ. And that's the relationship that he's looking for, our God and Father, the only one deserving of worship. So give your hearts to Jesus today. Amen. Thank you, Nathan. Well said. And of course, for those of you that have trusted in Jesus Christ, we would love for you to let us know either by calling us at 305-992-9527. We'd love to give you more information. You can also text in that number of 321-363-8463, 321-END-TIME. You can also post it there on the blog. We'd love to continue to pray uh, for you. Well, Nathan, again, I'm going to have to invite you, not as a special guest, but as a regular. <laughs> I try to be as regular as possible so that we can continue to unravel this incredible uh, message here of God's mighty angels in tribulation. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the first segment and the second segment of our program. It's always a privilege to have you on. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. Amen. And we want to thank all of you that are watching and listening for being part of the Bible the Nathan Jones. You tune into the Tribulation Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. Have a great week and thank you for tuning in.